Hello, Aaron. Hello, Andy. <laughs> That's so, my impression uh, of uh, seaweed. The mo- <laughs> That's a great seaweed impression. I appreciate it. So the most important question might come from Lisa today. Lisa wants to know, what is the in-canon explanation for why nobody in the Mandalorian has helmet hair? I have the answer, and she's going to hate it. Which is? This is the way. (laughs) (laughs) I said pressurized helmets. Uh, That did not go over well at like 5.30, whatever, this morning. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, I um, took Twitter. I've heard one other explanation, for it, by the way, too. Okay. It's not that kind of movie, kid. <laughs> well, I took to Twitter, and I decided I'd ask Katie Sackhoff, because Lisa's convinced that there's product involved. Uh, and by that, I mean some sort of hair product. Uh, so I figured, you know, on the off chance that we were going to get a Katie Sackhoff answer mm-hmm. to any question, this would be potentially the kind of question that you I definitely ask. like the idea of if I got a question I'm taking it to the top yeah. you know <laughs> hey Joe Biden why do my eggs cost so much <laughs> yeah he's like do you know how like- many rings that's to go through before it comes to me like yeah <laughs> I'm taking it straight to the top yeah so I'm like well you know why don't I just ask uh, yeah then, yeah <laughs> <laughs> So Andy, if we get a response, <laughs> we'll share it. We'll share it for sure. <laughs> Andy, ch- uh, chapter 21. We're here. The Pirate. Yeah. yeah. I was really close to the title. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. Andy sent me a text earlier in the day saying it was going to be called The Ice Pirates, and I believed him. <laughs> and then it showed up as The Pirates, and I was like, well played. Well, well oh, played. Pirate, pirate singular, The Pirate. Yeah, and I did think it was going to be Dallas Bryce Howard, but it was not. This was no, directed no. by Peter Ramsey yep. of Into the Spider-Verse fame. Yeah. And we're recording. Andy, this episode, yeah. high man straight, grief carga, yeah. doesn't remind anyone. Does, did, reminds did no one. Call him, did, you, did you just call him man straight? Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's a different title, I think. Uh, different kind of pirate. pirate. <laughs> <You're talking to laughs> me. I wrote high magistrate on the paper. I didn't look. Yeah. And I spelled it phonetically because I'm like, uh, I'm not going to get this right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That's that's a, you know, it uh, there's the old line. Uh, it takes a uh, an unimaginative person to find only one way to spell things. So. <laughs> that's right. I've never heard that line before, but I agree. And I misspelled that yeah. whole sentence. <laughs> so we start on Navarro, which I like going to Navarro so much. It really does feel like the center place yeah. for a Mandalorian show to take place. We see the IG-11 statue is missing the pieces yeah. from earlier it's in the season. Yeah. And you know, the best part about Navarro, it's not Tatooine. That's what I'm saying. This is the Mandalorian <laughs> Nebraska. We're in Oklahoma. Yeah. We're in Star no. Wars, Oklahoma. <laughs> and, and really quick before. Uh, so we. The you know when we arrive at Navarro, we usually are like I always love that they that they arrive or the visual is us arriving 
at the spaceport and yeah. and we get what looks like kind of a modified razor crest just because of the our show's love of the razor crest i want to call that out there's some sort of uh transport ship that lands that has like sort of the two the two engine rear um makeup for that we don't get like an actual name for what that ship is um i'm hoping that eventually we will get some like identification for it but mm-hmm. um a a I'm initial for the razor crest <laughs> yeah. Well, in an initial Wikipedia search, we we've got, you know, sort of uh, unidentified ship at the moment. But uh, but yeah, so then we we were back in Navarro, like you said, and and more things are happening. Yeah. High magistrate Grief Karga is looking over his construction map of the area and he's like, where's the rail spear? Which is a good yeah. question. If you yeah. notice on the map, there's no rail spear. Yeah. Which what I mean, if you're going to be importing and exporting. Come on. Yeah. Come on, your imports and exports. What is this, Vandalay Industries? Come on, yeah. everybody, everybody knows this. <laughs> if you're a real importer exporter, you got to have your rail spur. Yeah, what kind of protocol drives you got around here doing this work? <laughs> get out of town. You think I got this bust for nothing? Yeah, and we do get, we do get, uh, we do get a, a new protocol droid at least in Navarro, which is the same protocol droid model that was driving uh, Dr. Pershing mm-hmm. in our, in our episode for the convert. Um, and then, you know, and then apparently we find out that, that people who are helping with building are just engineers uh, when they're dismissed. Uh, they're basically kind of told to go off and do their engineer things, uh, which I found remarkably funny, which I like that style of management. <laughs> be free see you next week i look forward to your updates engineers i told you what i'm looking for next so let's find it and so then they get a hologram message from uh gregorian shard gregorian shard is his name that's the seaweed salad yes what is what is what does Haley call him seaweed salad Okay, perfect. And every week, she hasn't been watching. She's a couple episodes behind, but every week she just okay. asks if seaweed salad shows up. And yeah. now I was able to text her, yes, he does. <laughs> In fact, he's here the whole episode. No spoilers. By the way, if Haley's listening to this, don't listen anymore until you watch the episode. Big spoilers yeah. ahead for seaweed salad. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to spoil that. It's not actually called the Ice Pirates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gory and Shard, Grief Karga yelling at each other. Like, yeah. he's yeah. mad. Vain. They're beefing, right? Yeah, I mean, like, hey, this who is shot first. Yeah, good old classic Star Wars beef. I was just gonna say, and and we know there's a beef because it's all about which person pulled what on who and who shot first. Which did you go back and see the footage? Yes, I did, and I noticed that a few other people have no. Or so, uh, so I went back and looked, and then I also know that I think New Rock Stars and I think Ryan Airy have mentioned that. Uh, Vane, uh, Vane, who is the guy who uh, yeah. is is our the Nick um, Two pirate our, from our the theatrical episode. Nick Two pirate, who is the messenger that they let survive. He actually goes to draw first. Yes, he does. And, he's, and yep. So, but he's the only so one that gives, Everyone else is dead. Totally, and that gives crew. that gives high grief uh, magistrate uh, the high ground. Yeah, so. yeah, it does. And he he pulls that card. He goes no. No, we're yeah. just defending ourselves. 
I mean, they're pretty lawless there. If we remember yeah. in the first episode, he was asking Din Djarin to move into town and be the sheriff because there is no law over what's happening. And they do yep. have a pirate problem, which you can't yeah. have a pirate problem before a rail spear. Everyone knows this. Yeah. I mean, this. let's get this straight, right? I mean, come on. Yes. And so um, he does mention the Sh- a Shabbat game, which Shabbat, as we know, is like Star Wars Uno. Yeah, Shabbat. I know it's more like Star Wars uh, yeah. Poker. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you it, like it, that mention. It's a card game. And then when we get to my favorite cameo of this, it is also it is also the uh, a favorite card game of uh, a certain Rebels cameo that we'll talk about later. So we'll come back to that. But I'm going to breeze right over that cameo if you don't mind. I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's huge news. <laughs> like, just, tear, just, just tear my heart out now, man. I wish you guys could see Andy's face. He was like, wait, what are you talking about? We're going to skip over this? Like what? I'm like, the whole reason we're doing this episode today is this cameo as far as yeah, I'm that's concerned. Why, yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, yeah, we're going to skip over the big news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah why yeah, announce who worry. won the Super Bowl? We'll just say what's happening in the first quarter. Totally. So, <laughs> by the end of the hologram conversation, Pirates are mad. They start attacking. Gorian yeah. Shard just goes after Navarro, which is kind of fun that Navarro gets knocked over as if it's like Tokyo in a Godzilla movie. It just keeps yeah. getting demolished <laughs> in different ways. And I, I like that. It's the announce, the Spanish announcing Tabor in wrestling is yeah. what Navarro is. <laughs> it is exactly like that. They show everyone going nuts. And then there's an R2, like a red R2 droid who has like the little shelving units as if he was serving the general public, which you know, it's like a little bit rich. So yeah. I like that, like the servant was also like, oh no, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, geez. <laughs> oh, again? <laughs> we heard we cleaned up this area. We believed it. Not again. I know. We gentrified this. <laughs> um, and then uh, that's where we kind of leave. We're, we now know they're in shambles. They're being attacked. We go to this new shot. Where we get to a new Republic base that I don't yeah. know what planet we're on. Yeah, we, I don't believe we're um, we're we're not told what planet we're on. Um, if we were if we were looking for this, uh, the audio description might tell us. Um, as as far as we're concerned, this is space Vietnam. Um, I thought that immediately. I was like, this is a beautiful part of Vietnam. Is what this looks like. <laughs> Because we've got we've got Quonset huts and we have psychedelic rock and it is it is definitely meant yeah, to look. Beach. Yeah, um, it's so meant to I look did, like. Did you have the close captioning that. on? I did have the close captioning on, and it says psychedelic rock music at the beginning of it. I believe. <laughs> to me, it said psychedelic alien language. Oh, did it? Yeah, <laughs> and okay. I, I just saw the psychedelic. It was so funny to me. And then, like, as they kept going and it was just gibberish, I was loving it. Songs in gibberish are my favorite. So thank you, Star Wars, for giving me the sequel to Yub Nub. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... Uh, I, I love that as an intro. Um, I think the other thing, too, that um, I think Ryan Airy may have called this out, but this is also to kind of highlight the idea that the squadrons are, in essence, left for surface bases. They don't have capital ships to be operating out of. And, yeah. And so, so that's kind of one of the highlights. There's yep. an X-Wing that has, like, a sheet thrown over it. Yep. It has like, like some like, sort of camo deal over it. And, yeah, so you don't know uh, how long it's really been there. Yep. You know, like, and so then we get to 
Oh God, I just wrote Captain Carson, but his name's T, right? It's T. Yeah, Carson. it's a uh, it's Carson Tiva. Carson Tiva. Thank you. Yeah. I knew that sounded wrong. So Carson Tiva was flying the ship in. He's going. Um, essentially, this is kind of like in Top Gun when they're about to sing. They go to that bar. Yeah, he goes exactly into the Top like Gun that. kind of bar. They're playing like <laughs> Space Pool. Did you see the cameos that are at the bar? I did. I did see the. Cameos I haven't seen. At the bar. I haven't seen Ryan Aries or Rockstar. I don't know if they did this, but Dave Filoni's yeah. in the bar hanging out. Yep. Deborah and Chow's guess, in there. And guess who else is in there? Fan <laughs> favorite of the show, Rick Famuyiwo. Rick Famuyiwo. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Dodger. So we have. Uh, so they were reprising their cameos. Yes. As Jim Dodger, Trapper Wolf. And Sash Ketter, I think, is um, I think that's Deborah Chow's name. Ugh. So all the anyway. past, uh, if you don't know their names, they're past directors of episodes. Yeah, very seminal to the series. Hanging out in the bar, they're yeah. probably looking around, being like, "Oh my god, is that a character from Rebels? It's live action now for the first time." It I is. Think it is. It Zeb. is. It is Garazeb Aurelos, also known as Zeb. And Zeb is a Lasat. And this is our first live action appearance of Zeb. And it's actually the first live action. Oh, I mean, you might be oh. saying it. Never mind. Go say. Uh, I was going to say, this is the first live action appearance of anyone from the Ghost crew. So uh, Star Wars Rebels uh, yep. follows the crew of the Ghost. And that is. Uh, Harrison Dula, uh, Kanan Jarris, uh, Sabine Wren, and Zeb. And yep. then they add Ezra um, Bridger Which to that I've been that politely crew. waiting for one yep. of them to show up at any point. It's amazing yeah. they did. Is this yep. the first appearance of any one of his species in live action? Yes, 100%. So, so and, how cool is that? So when he shows up, the interesting thing is I'm in... It isn't until he speaks that I realize that it's actually Zeb um, because Zeb in Star Wars Rebels is not necessarily known for his pirates or for pirate for his pilot skills. I wouldn't mm -hmm. think of Zeb as necessarily somebody flying. If you're in this sort of bar with, all, you know, all the hotshot uh, flying aces, the top would, guns, if we will. Yes, the top guns, Mavericks, um, you would expect Hera. You would expect Hera, not necessarily Zeb. Uh, now yeah. Zeb does fly. Zeb does fly around their shuttle a bunch in the show. So, and this is also piloting is kind of like driving a car in the Star Wars universe. You know, not everybody likes it. Like Obi Wan did not particularly like it. But, uh, but yeah. So big deal from that standpoint. Um, and Zeb is, you know, for folks that haven't watched Rebels, but they have watched Bad Batch, Zeb is like a smarter version of, of Wrecker. You know, he's up to mischief and he's usually wanting to sort of, you know, knock heads. Uh, so he's he's very much, uh, you know, like uh, clobber in time, I guess, like the Star Wars version of, you know, somebody who likes clobber in time. And and so when we but but the fact that we're seeing a Lasat. Uh, the Lasat race as a whole had been um, pretty much wiped off the face of the planet by um, by uh, the Empire. So there's not many of his species uh, similar to to Yoda. You know, we, we don't even know Yoda's species, but it's so when you see a Lasat, you're sort of almost immediately going, OK, this has to be Zeb. And then it was voiced by the same uh, the same guy, the same voice actor that did yeah. Zeb on the show. So huge, huge thing. And then he 
<laughs> and he looks great. He, I thought he looks great. Now there's people because that are complaining. People talked about like the way yeah. like Luke Skywalker being younger doesn't look that good. Like I yeah. had zero complaint about how this actually yep. looked. I was like, this is great. Looks better than seaweed salad. Totally looks way better than seaweed salad. And then, you know, the last thing is this will be a repeat for people that know about rebels, but the Zeb character is actually something that Dave Filoni pulled out of the old Ralph McQuarrie uh, character designs. The, the Zeb character was the original character design that Ralph McQuarrie did for Chewbacca. Uh, and so yes. that, that like, you know, character is what became, uh, what became Zeb. Um, if you look at, you know, Star Wars Rebels choppers, the, the design for chopper is based off of the astromech that Ralph McQuarrie did long ago. So anyway, the super, super cool. And then we get this exchange with Carson Teva, not to, you know, nerd, you know, nerd splain all over the plot details. The show's about nerd we get, Do it. It is. It is. It is. But we get this exchange about, you know, hey, the New Republic is is swamped. And, you know, like uh, after Carson Teva watches the, the plea for help from the high magistrate, um, he realizes with Zeb that, you know, there's not anything, any way that they're going to necessarily be able to uh, do anything as their squadron. We later find out mm -hmm. that this little squadron that's in this base is the Adelphi squadron. And uh, in essence, uh, Carson's like, well, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go cold call the, the people and try to get it. And Zeb has a great Han Solo line at the end about, you know, like the good luck with you. Good luck with that. You're going to need it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought that was a nice little, a uh, nice little nod to uh, just, you know, the, the sarcasm that the Zeb character would have. So really, really cool. Um, and then I don't know if you're going to get to the, there's a, it's an Easter egg treasure. I mean, it's like this man's the, the bar might as well be like Luthen's shop uh, in Andor, right? There's all these yeah. little Easter eggs in the, in the actual, bar itself too so it's like you know super super cool kind of detail like one of my favorite parts of the obviously the zeb cameo but just seeing a, I, I'm I'm I really really wish that rangers of the new republic would happen but with it being like the squad like this sort of like air pilot squadron kind of a deal maybe but, I mean at the very least show up in an episode or something it's really I think it's trying to yeah. introduce them to a whole of like some of these other things that we can get attached to and see that they're working on for bigger totally. things and it did kind of feel like when you go on a Disney ride for the first time, like a new one, and they're like, is a new animatronic that's like special. Yeah. You're like, whoa, that's the <laughs> first seven foot animatronic. And it's this character and it's looking right at me. And so like, I don't know. I, I was really excited. Um, so yeah. So they have the conversation. Then Carson Tiva goes to a building that we've seen before. Yes, we have. Because that's the same building. building where Dr. Pershing does all of his data yeah. entry. Yeah, it is. And it, and it looks like that uh, that somebody may have in, uh, inherited some of Dr. Pershing's data entry because uh, he's out sick, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, there was some data entry to be done. And of course, there's Kane is there. Looking yeah. Very spyish. Yes. Uh, officer, I was looking to see if Dr. Officer G68. Yeah, she was there. Definitely open eared. I was looking around yeah. to see if Pershing was there in any way, shape or form because I wanted to see if what's happened after the treatment yeah. we don't know still um we don't know we don't know but person tiva needed to go talk to the ladies man tim yeah. Meadows. <laughs> well there that's a problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly a lady hey, hey. <laughs> yeah so it was really funny to see tim meadows did not see that coming 
No, so I did Meadows not either. Tim is now a part of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. Which you guys know I, from Saturday Night Live or Mean Girls. Yeah. And he joins uh, He joins uh, SNL alum Horatio Sands uh, as uh, also having appeared in past episodes. And, yeah. And, you know, I guess I guess uh, uh, Tim is a friend of Jon Favreau's, uh, somebody that he knew from when he was working at the improv back in the day, I guess. Oh, um, cool. And so that may be one part of the connection there. And yeah, we get kind of the uh, we get we get the to to, you know, to our great listeners. We'll we will expect that you uh, you probably have come along the ride with Book of Boba Fett. But I feel like he gave the New Republic version of Dave Pasquese's uh, character, the Twi'lek um, in in Book of Boba Fett, where it was sort of like, here's this, you know, here's this do nothing politician and like, you know, Oh, I'm, you know, my, my, uh, you know, look at my, my desk is full and uh, there's really not anything I can do. And then, you know, uh, G, uh, G 68 comes in, barges in and is like, Oh, by the way, they haven't signed the, the new Republic accord. So, you know, just they also reveal that Moff Gideon. Yes. Did not appear at his trial. He did not appear to his trial, and that's rumor that we heard amongst the folks at the Amnesty Housing that yeah. were uh, chopping it up. I think is how they say it uh, in the common area, and and so you know now we know that in essence that's something that we have a little more credence with. Yeah, no, exactly. Like it gives it like especially since for some reason because Tim Meadows is in an office, I'm like that means this is for real news. <laughs> yeah, like, as opposed to like the employees talking me. around the table. It elevates the authority of our. Uh, it does <laughs> of this, right? It's not just you know hearsay. Now we have some sort of public official acknowledging that yeah. Moff Gideon is not accounted for, alone. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The principal from Mean Girls told me so, and so now we got that. <laughs> yeah, and if he can keep you here all night or till four, he will. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and so we go to the next scene now. We're Mando is holding a hammer yeah which was like i didn't know at first he was giving like a town hall meeting yeah. where he's like hey we got to help the people in the bar i know that you're not big on them you know like you, got, you may remember that we actually attacked them but now we need to protect them and this is why and this is really my fault but i really think this is better for all of us if we do this you know like it's in our better interest at that time to attack them it's in our better interest now to save them you know like and it was Interesting. I didn't know they had a talking stick, you know, when he yeah. had it back did you, to the armor. Did you love that? Like, cause I, I was in, under the impression that, that Din had the ultimate talking stick also called the dark saber. Um, but <laughs> I still don't know why he's playing political ball like that. I would, I would be so hammered down about having the dark saber and just, let's just do it. But he's not, he's really, he's earning the faith of the people. But did you have that moment where he called a meeting and the meeting was really just to talk to two people. So like, if we look at the, if we look, you at the know co- why though, but you know why, because he needs her to be like, much like Lord of the Rings where Gandalf needs to be like, yeah. no, you guys are going on the journey. She, he needs to be there to be like, look guys, this is why you're being assigned. You're going to be assigned. Totally. I'm just, I'm just calling attention to the fact that, that to our knowledge, the armor and Paz Visla are the only ones who have the context of the prior group, right? That was yes. on Navarro. It was wonderful. And then <laughs> he hands off the, the hammer 
Yeah. Palmer's like, would anyone else like to speak? And Paz Vizsla is the only other person that's union. So he's the only one that can. Everyone else is just getting their 200 bucks. Totally. You know? And he's like, this gavel, <laughs> this gavel, you know, I um, I, <laughs> I hold yeah, this gavel. And so he, yeah, he holds it and he goes, hey, guys, I don't know if you remember. I do not like Din Djarin. <laughs> In case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think he sucks. Uh <laughs> And I think he wears women's shoes, just whatever regular thing people say when they're mad at people. <laughs> yeah. But he did save my son's life. So I kind of owe him one. And I got a gut feeling that this isn't our better interest. Let's do it. Yeah. Did you, I did not see that coming, by the way. I did not see that coming either at all. I did not at all. It was yeah. so cool. It was. And of course, that's being voiced by John Favreau. Yep. Oh, actually, the this is a small detail. Oh. Uh, he was voiced by. Oh, he's not. Um, yeah, so there was this. <clears throat> there's a small change. Um, so the guy who, uh, the guy who speaks to uh, Mando in the very, very first scene of Chapter One, Season One, uh, who is speaking Hatties, uh, and he's mm-hmm. the bald dude. Um, that guy is actually the body actor behind the Paz Vizsla in the Paz Vizsla armor, and that uh, actor has been voicing Paz Vizsla this season. Oh! Oh, okay. And, and so if, if we if you look at the credits, they kind of like have shifted that a little bit. And maybe Guys, it's a I'm thing wrong. where no, no, but it's like no, it's okay. it's okay. let me get another podcast host for you. Man. I'm so sorry, guys. I <laughs> we all know that in nerd culture, when you're wrong, you have to go home. No, no, you don't have to go home. I'm just saying. Uh so but I, I think it's an interest it, it's a it's a slight interesting detail. So if you do if you do listen to Paz Visla, he sounds slightly different. And it's probably one of these like logistics things where uh Favreau is doing other stuff and he doesn't have time to be in the sound booth doing the voiceover. Uh yeah. and that and that's my guess. Um, but but yeah, so so um so slight variation this year for season three. Go ahead. Oh no, that's great. Um and then I have what's at, next is back on Navarro, and I realize I don't have the Carson Tiva scene. I think that's later where they oh. talk to. Yes, yeah, so we'll, well, we go back to we go back to uh, we go back to Navarro, and we it's realize so that <clears throat> yeah, we realize that there's like there's like only twenty five people apparently that have been mustered uh, yeah. under under grief, uh, and they're you know somewhere they're going to make camp it's for a the brand night. New town. They just started rebuilding, and yeah. also like. Pirates now can drink wherever they want. If you remember yeah. in the first episode, they were mad they couldn't drink at the school, which I and they did show them drinking, but they weren't at the school. And I was like, they should have put them in the school. You know, no, like, they did. They did actually. Oh, so, they are in the school. So, so there is. So the corn. Uh, there's you know like the the octopus face dudes, the corn. Um, yeah. There is a few scenes where they're they're in the school, and when they pull back a little bit, you can tell that there's that globe there and things. Uh, but Love they it. did make it. They did make it into the school. And then we also get an Ugnot pirate, which is a perfect yeah. face for a pirate. Isn't it? But, yeah. It's actually like kind of shocking that we haven't seen more when you think about it now that I see one. Yeah. So um, so we do see a few Ugnots that were under the that were in the service of Hondo Anaka in I think season two or season three of Rebels. Uh, so like it's one of those kind of deals where you know the Ugnots um... do kind of fall into that. But again, we you know, we haven't seen to, as far as live action goes, outside of Queel and, and Cloud City, we really haven't seen Ugnaughts in live action. I thought it was really cool to see him as a as a coxswain and like calling out the different things and, you know, has the the mustache and everything. Makes the perfect sort of pirate first mate. Um, yeah. So. 
the only thing that was wrong is he had both his legs. You're like, come on, guys, yeah. he's a pirate. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> Am I the only one that watches yeah. bandits here? <laughs> but uh, but what's his uh, what's his name? Uh, the Swamp Thing. He's got a mechanical arm, so at least we have a little bit of the pirate limb replacement going on. So. Oh no, I definitely noticed that and love that. Yeah, yeah, and so then after that, they get into some R41 Star Chasers. Yes. Well, and they start to really they're like, we're going to blow this city all the way up. And the Mandalorians have now come and they've tried to save. And like, this is the exact opposite of what we watched in uh, season one, where the Mandalorians showed up to destroy Navarro. Yeah. To save Din. Now they're there to save Navarro. And they're coming down in pretty much the same way. I didn't check. There's I didn't see anyone put together. I didn't look to try to side by side it. But it looks pretty close to what they did in season one. Just the exact opposite. Now they're here to save the day. Yeah. As Vizsla's got his big minigun again. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, we've get this, uh, we get this deal where, you know, the coroner are trying to take pot shots at the, at the, uh, Kowakian monkey lizards. Uh, I yeah. appreciate I appreciate, I appreciated that. And then the Kowakian monkey lizards kind of is a snitch. Uh, it is a snitch. Right. And snitches out. It's like, Hey, over there, these guys, they're a bunch of jerks. They're around the corner. And uh, we get weird because he's also a jerk. He's like, I know I'm a jerk, but yeah. these guys, they're yeah, yeah. the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. And uh, <laughs> and that, that's how the quacky and monkey lizards operate. And and so we get, you know, the sort of lowdown on on like kind of a cool little pirate um, pirate versus Mando uh, squad battle here. Uh, yeah. We get a good crossfire where they get they get basically trapped. Has um busts out the the mega gun, uh, sort of similar to how Mando gets them out of the jam in episode seven with uh the big you know e web gun holding the e web gun and like laying down cover. And then while all that craziness is happening, the armor apparently stealth modes like straight out of Assassin's Creed her way into the command center. And takes everybody out with a with not only with the hammer but with the the fire the the fireplace pinchers, man. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, of course, we got the Anzellans. Yeah. Front row, giggling. I like that. Cute. I love that because they're like, hey, hey. Like, if anybody's exactly. going if, if to be cheering you on, if you want anyone cheering you on, it's the Anzellans. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I wish they would take him on the ship with them later. Like, if, yeah. if IG-11 just had him on his shoulder, like pirates and, uh, and parrots, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. That's what Perfect. I want. Uh. Yeah, we end up in a dogfight in the sky. Yeah. Just like I like another. I don't mean to reference Top Gun so often, but this show has turned into space Top Gun. It, yeah. So no, I was, I'm it's, really sorry. It, it's not your fault. It's it, I would blame. It feels uh, like I'm forcing it, but it really. Yeah. If you watch the show. No, no. It's very. It's Top Gun now. <laughs> and then before all the pirates lose, Vane takes off. So we still have one. Nikto space pirate out there that we know from this mission, the yep. same one that was able to survive last time, lives again. Yep. yep. And so, so like the gun, so that like the gunfight was a miniature version of this larger mm-hmm. battle. Someone is uh, is a known survivor to go off and uh, sort of tell the tale about what happened. Uh, we get, right. you know, we get this course. We get Gordian uh, or Gorian shards uh, corsair like into the the lava mountain. Yeah, uh, he that tries doesn't turn sh- as he goes on. He tries to take out more of the town. They don't let him. Yeah, but yeah, I, I love um, gun, spoilers, guns. Guns of Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we believe that he's dead. We don't know what. Uh, what is what? What do you call him? Seaweed uh, salad. We don't know if seaweed salad could survive such a. Um... <laughs> I'll tell you. I have 
applied heat to seaweed salad and it's never turned out well. You know, when I saw him go on a flame, I was like, that is not how you prepare seaweed salad. Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure he's past his best buy date now. But um, but yeah, we, we never Pirates know sure. uh, like a good like a good pirate villain. He could he could be burned seaweed salad and like come I would love into the that. town Just come square back with less limbs for sure. <laughs> Just it on fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just lost a couple of limbs in that one. Whatever. It's Star Wars. <laughs> I have a breathing machine and I'm seaweed. What, hey, why, why not? If if Palpatine can somehow return, so can Gorian Shark. What if they have to put him in like a salty back to tank? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> so now that they've saved the city. Yeah. High Master Grief Cargo is like, hey, Mandalorians, thank you so much. I'm going to give you a huge part of my planet. Yes. You can, which he should have done in the first place. Yeah. Honestly, if he needed all the sheriffs, why wouldn't he have built a place yeah. for the sheriffs? There were the rail spur, out. Aaron. The rail spur. I mean, we know the all of the trouble that the rail spur has caused. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sure like, that's the you reason. guys don't need to shoot water anymore. You can shoot bad guys right yeah. here. You can house yourselves here. And then they take like Paz Vizsla takes the armor, not the armor. I'm sorry. He takes Bo-Katan down yeah. to the armor who's in yeah. her old forge from the first season. Yep. Which is cool. You're like, Oh look, she gets to reunite in this room that we, I was sad that she left. I'm happy. Oh, totally. Back. And you, you being the musical genius for star Wars that you are uh, listeners of the show. We may remember that you scored incredibly high uh, in the star Wars pub trivia on the music you will know ten of ten. that the minute the minute Bo-Katan walks into the stewards where the forge is we get the same awesome uh soundtrack line from when Din brings in his uh Camtono of Beskar so I thought that was really really cool that we get like that back and it was like a nice little like oh yeah season one amazing well yeah that's how i knew it was the same place i'm like this looks like the same hallway it's the same music so they're leading me down that direction totally and then she's around the forge you're like well this is cool and then she does the most shocking thing i think that she could do yeah which is weird that this is like the most shocking part of Mandalore. she asked bo katan to take her helmet off which we know is not the creed that is not that's not been the way the whole time now what did you think was going to happen aaron i just i'm curious so when she said take your helmet off what did you think did you think this was was kicking her out of dodge i thought it was abel and kane yeah, hundred percent. That's what I thought. You are going. You're. Yeah, I thought she was going to have to come back with the night owls and fight everybody, but it's the exact opposite. Totally. But what I thought it, I thought was going to happen was when she took her helmet off, she would say, "And that's why you are not allowed with our group." And then she was going to boot her out, right? Mm-hmm. And wrestling that would be called uh, kicking you through the barbershop window. You know, <laughs> like Shawn Michaels kicked Marty Jannetty right through that, and the Rockers <laughs> were never together again. Yeah. It's and the, so it's, I did not expect that. Right. No. And then, look, shocking to be like, no, you're going to walk both ways. You, do, you are a part of our crew, whether you put on your helmet or not. I need you to tonight. All Mandalorians. And so it's also she's like, the oh, blade. She, she's the blade of Mandalorians. She's the day walker. Yes. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Yeah. And so like it's all of a sudden she gets to walk both ways. Yeah. I don't know. The Creed had two sides. ACDC, man. Yeah. And then they shockingly <laughs> walk around like it's a scarlet letter, like between all the Mandalorians <laughs> with no helmet. And they're like, what? 
how are you allowing this to happen? And I'm like, no, you guys have to deal with this. I've decided she walks both ways. You don't. Yeah. None of you do, which almost makes you wonder at the end of the show, is it going to be like a shot of all the Mandalorians with their helmets off? <laughs> like, are we getting towards allowing somebody one by one? Like, it's the ultimate thing now that you don't have to have your helmet on. But tell, you tell me, right, if you're an extra on this show, wouldn't you love to have the end, you know, the rap party be just a bunch of you with your helmets off holding your helmet? I mean, that's the that's the that's the shot that I want. That's my like social media cover image. Yeah, then you can sign a picture at conventions. Yeah. You know, totally. like, yeah, you, you would want that for sure. And as Andy noted in the beginning of the episode, there is no helmet hair. Yes, no helmet hair. Well, as Lisa, my girlfriend, uh, mm-hmm. noted, noticed, because <laughs> to me, I'm just like, that's what that's what the Bo-Katan mm-hmm. action figure would look like, obviously, when uh, when she took her helmet off. Oh, I for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you replace the heads on the action figure. And now we have Bo-Katan without the helmet on. Yeah. And I thought that was the end of the episode. Yeah, I did, too. But then, no, like, now we're in space. I was like, oh, we're going to ride off into the sunset. Well, before you get to the sunset, there's this Imperial shuttle. That has we know damage. we know it's not riding off to the sunset because they didn't play Happy Trails. And so suddenly we see uh, an Imperial shuttle. Now, what color was that shuttle? Gray. Yes. Gray. <sighs> let it let the let let it be known that Lambda shuttles are usually gray. OK, continue. And he's like, hey, we better go probe this sooner and so the r2 unit had like a probe come out of his head and go straight in like it was looking through yeah. titanic wreckage yeah how cool which is that? i've never seen before yay yeah these are what so so when you upgrade so everyone's like oh r2 couldn't do that well just so you know this is an r7 unit and this is why you upgrade this is why you upgrade to the no newer astromech an yeah it's, it's got three lenses on it takes better pictures Totally. 100%. So you can even hear Carson Teva refer to him as R7. And so this is the kind of amazing quality that we get in astromech droids. And they have this cool little deal and we get to be able to go in and check it out. Like, how cool would it have been if Din had an R7 unit? He wouldn't even had to put the R7 in danger. They would have just for them to be with Peli. Totally. I'm just saying, you know, you got to be careful who you buy from. That's true. Well, (laughs) Kelly is not an authorized seller. No, no, she's not Not, at all. Not at all. But they do discover that that is the unit that is carrying Moff Gideon, but Moff Gideon is nowhere to be found. Yes. And we don't know if he's been murdered or we don't know if he's. Yeah, we don't know what's going on. There are some body parts in there. We don't know whose bodies they are. Yeah. None of them appear to be Marshall Caradunes. Uh, just an aside. I'm rooting that it is. Yeah, it would be a nice way to tie the bow on that, but they didn't do that. I wouldn't mind if it was, and I also wouldn't mind if it was Senator Jar Jar Binks. You know, yeah. like whatever Could- bodies we can dig up. <laughs> I love, I love how we we welcome Ahmed Best back as Keller and Vec, but we're still going to offer our angst and and general hatred towards Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, no. Just because the actor got redeemed doesn't mean the character did. Let's not yeah, get crazy. No, no. Oh, I know, I know. I, I'm, I'm not all in. I'm on this. I'm yeah, on no, the same exactly. page. But then they also see that there's some Beskar in there. So we're like, some Mandalorians yep. got in there somehow, and we don't yeah. know if they're there for good or for bad 
or who or for evil, but what a place to end the episode. Yeah. You can put the CSI noise at the end of that part. Gong, gong. <laughs> CSI, man, that's a that's a law and order. You got your wrong. You put the law. I don't I don't know those shows. They don't have creeds. <laughs> yeah, I saw they don't have the both those shows. They don't walk the way. Yeah, there's not one helmeted lawyer. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. What kind of show is this where everyone's got their face out? <laughs> so uh yeah, so what do you what do you what do you think of that? So as much as I had a lot of good things to say about the episode while telling you right now, yeah. Um, the dialogue was the worst I've ever heard. <laughs> it was 80% exposition all the way through. And that was really bothering me how much the, the characters are just explaining the show to me, where Star Wars famously explains almost nothing. And that's yeah. the point of us talking about it later. So I got mad about that. So because of that, I'm going to strike it down to like a seven out of 10. Oh, okay. But I still think it's very watchable. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I would give it uh, nine out of ten. Uh, wow. Nine out of ten exploding Corsairs. Wow, uh, nice. Good for you. Yeah, but but I think part of it was the fact that we got a little more of the sort of action. We got to see. So like a lot of <laughs> a lot of it is like Mandalorians on the edge of kicking ass. Yeah. Uh, and we got a lot of Mandalorians kicking ass in this episode. And I, I like that. And um, I I guess I was perhaps maybe overly won over by the fact that Zeb showed up. Uh, so I think I a lot of the maybe... fan base are. And I think that's a very fine thing to be won over by. Yeah. I think if there's any reason to overly like rate the episode, it's because you're yeah. excited for a thing and you want to be excited about a thing. I'm yeah. for that. And, you know, sometimes the storytellers are going to shake their keys in one direction and you're going to be like, oh, cool, amazing. And then you yeah. aren't you aren't going to see that the other things aren't aren't quite lined up the way that you were you were hoping. I think there's nothing nerdier than me being mad. There's too much exposition. You being happy that a character showed up and then arguing yeah. about which one's more at fault or cooler. <laughs> and I'm for both of those things. So, Andy. Yeah. Wait, wait, we did it. Oh, wait. Now, hold on. So, so I, uh, you know how at the end of the sports show they do that. You know, what did we miss? We yeah. did. We, we miss? did miss one. We did. We did miss one droid thing, which is uh, the way that Carson Teva found uh, the Mandalorians uh, was through R five. Oh, that's so, right. He's like, I got an yeah. old friend here. We're Facebook friends. Yeah, I got a Facebook I, friend, I saw and him he just check in on Foursquare. <laughs> yeah, he just checked in. He he checked in next to uh, Dinosaur Turtle Lake, and uh, that's how I knew you were here. <laughs> well, my favorite thing about that when they asked, they're like, "How did you know we were here?" And he's like, "Well, I mean, I said it out loud." I was like, "Well, you're yeah. parked out front. It's a pretty yeah. big ship. You parked yeah. right here in front of a cave." <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, you know, if you didn't have, I did like the fact that the N one was like hidden somewhere, and it was kind of like, uh, it was like kind of one of those like, "Hey, Bo, you can't park out there. Everyone will know we're here, right?" Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so the acknowledgement that that R five was in fact uh, a soldier of the new or a soldier of the republic or of the rebellion, I guess I should say, um, I thought was a uh, was a nice little a nice little nod for why in the heck did we end up with R five? Um, and it's yeah, also for it. an an opportunity for Pelly to not be lying to Din, which is somewhat nice as well. Oh, that's right, right the false valid. Yeah, because she was like, hey, you know, he was a republic or a, a rebellion war hero. And uh, and so we get a little nod to that 
and then the only other thing uh would be the whole this whole setup uh the beskar lodged in uh the beskar lodged in the interior of the lambda shuttle mm-hmm. um i think there's a little detail that that if you hadn't watched book of boba fett you won't catch um but other than that and i don't know if you want to talk about that we can but uh, but that's the only other detail i had oh that's great i normally do ask you do we miss anything yeah and, and you're then, right we did this week yes so that was one thing and then the other is in the book of boba fett um din brings his spear or at least the armorer notices the beskar spear that he picked up on corvus um given to him by ahsoka tano and the armor says something that i think is important at least for our group and this finding of the lambda shuttle extraction which is beskar should never be used for a weapon it should only be used for defense uh, and as and as a result of that she offers to uh melt down the beskar from the spear and then make that um adorable uh, Beskar chainmail for Grogu, and so I think this is an important aspect to show mm-hmm. that that whoever was res- or whoever was responsible for extracting Gideon was not our group, and that that's the that is a tell in that direction. I think everybody everybody knows that it's like a Mandalorian setup, but I think that's a I think that's a detail that I don't see anyone else talking about. I didn't. Idea. Yeah, no, I didn't catch any of that either. That's, yeah, I thought that was to be revealed next week, but. It- Andy's done some sleuthing. Yeah, he so I did a little bit of sleuthing on that. Yeah, and and it's not a it's not a uh, it's not an Easter egg for me to be uh, to be reappropriating from anyone else or or citing. It's a an an Andy Guys, this is an original. Andy original. Yeah, this is an Andy original. So uh, so I think that's the the clearest thing. And again, it's one of these details that happened off. Or if you aren't watching Book of Boba Fett, it happened off screen as far as you're concerned. But uh, a little bit it was in in Book of Boba Fett. And then the only other thing is. Everyone I know that's talking about um, this has for, seems to have forgotten that Gideon <laughs> Gideon's group paid Din in a Camtono of Beskar, uh, so it would be a sign that he has a lot of Beskar laying around. <laughs> uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if supporters of of Moff Gideon uh, actually have uh, Beskar armor, and so that may be where we're we're going the next time. Oh, we don't talk about the future, Andy. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I just did. We're like a couple that refuses to get married. We don't talk about the future. We just one day at a time. It. <laughs> That's funny. Andy, is this the way? Until chapter 22. Yeah, that's the next one. That's how numbers work. <laughs> <laughs>